This is One on One with Stevie Fro, episode 18, Brendan Stowers. Welcome back to the one-on-one with Stevie Fro podcast. Joining us today is the great Brendan Stowers, the Simon Kenton pioneer, the Northern Kentucky Norse. Were they Norsemen still when you were in school? They were. Yeah, they were. And and thanks again for having me on. I'm, I'm, I'm honored. Yeah. Excited. Well, I told you that first week we, we had messaged that like, I need to get you on. I'm glad it worked out. Um, Brendan is currently an assistant coach at Simon Kenton with the Lady Pioneers. Yes, sir. Um, this is not your dad's show. So this is we're not going to talk about your dad. But your dad <laughs> is the head coach, correct? And you've been there quite some time. You've had some stops at other places, but uh, was it since '05? Right, yep. you started '05. This will be my twelfth year. Twelfth oh. year coaching there. Um, and again, I've I've coached in a couple other spots. So this will be year sixteen coaching. Isn't it amazing like, how fast it goes? It does. And, and now that we're we're really into it, um, as we get older, it, it, these the years they go faster. When you're growing up, everything is so slow, and all of a sudden you graduate, and it's like whoa! Now you're 21, and then you're 25, and then you're 30, and then you're you know now you're married, and then the first kid, and the sec, you know, so it, it's unbelievable how fast it goes. Absolutely. I mean, you think it goes fast when you're playing, and then. You know, as you're coaching, you get that same feeling as a player. It's just on the opposite side. But, I mean, it still goes so fast. And this is life, my 16th year here. Here? <laughs> yes. Gosh. It's hard to believe it. Yeah. And I came here. I came here the, the same year you started at SK. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, 05. Yeah, correct, correct. Yeah. And because Mark was, Mark Gaskins was the varsity assistant. Yes. And uh, that's when our pass first crossed on more of a personal level. I was at NKU when you were at NKU playing, um, but I, I didn't really get to know you until until you were here with your brother and Mark and those guys whipping up on our varsity team. Yep, so. Coach Carr, Coach Carr would call us <laughs> almost every day. Just hey, can you come beat up on our guys? Absolutely, we're always looking to play. Those are fun times. Those are great. Do you times. still play? I I do. I play in the summer league down at Town and Country. So I'm I'll be forty this year. So yeah. I'm still. I'm counting my stars, so I'm, I'm stayed healthy. Haven't had anything major yeah, that's nice so far, there. so uh, as long as I can play, I'm going to keep playing. I listened to somebody on uh, Pat McAfee's show today. He was talking about – oh, it was Brian Erlacher, and he was he was talking about trying to stay active so he doesn't get overweight. Right. And, he, and, and Pat had asked him if he was doing something. He's like, uh, no, I don't want to tear an Achilles or rip up my knee and have to go through this – long you know, in my retirement now go through this long rehab and i yeah I, i'm with you I, I had to hang everything up a while ago yeah i i just i'm, I'm not like i used to be i'm three-point line and three-point line yeah <laughs> more of a passer now too there's nothing wrong with that nope so big week for brendan uh, brendan is a father of three and they're going to even out the numbers this week and Get the fourth baby in here yep any minute now i got my phone sitting right here just in case yeah so if this show abruptly ends You'll know why, but uh, we're we're really grateful for the time, buddy. Um, Brennan was a all world player at Simon Kenton during a, what a great time for the ninth region basketball, the, the late nineties, 
just an incredible time. Um, I remember going and watching Simon Kenton play at Highlands with you and your brother and that Mark Askins. And, uh, <laughs> you know, you had you know, Jared Lorenzen. And that's your boy, I know. And Derek Smith. I don't remember all the kids from that Highlands team because they were those two. They, they had their own. I, I can't even describe it. You know, and, and I've talked about it on the show before. Just being in the presence of watching those two play when they were freshmen and sophomores against senior new cat teams and uh, other teams in the region, it was unbelievable. Yeah, they had a um, they had a couple guys that we all grew up playing together. Uh, Jared and Derek played. You know, me and Mark all on the same team, and then Joey Harold, Ben Lefton, Noah Gibson. Those guys all play with us. Um, and then you had some of the older guys that we played every other year: Keith Bischoff. Mm-hmm. Uh, Randy Stegman, those guys, yeah. Mark Spears, all those guys, we were all intertwined coming up and played together and knew each other pretty well. And we used to go, to, which I don't see anymore. We used to go to other schools, open gyms and play. And I haven't seen that in a while. And I tried to get our girls to go. But, yeah, those times were, were special. I mean, that Newport team, that Holmes team. I mean, Lloyd, Lloyd was really good Lloyd. that year. Yeah. I mean, there were some really good teams up here. And, and that's the funny thing about – as as you move away from time, you you started talking about some of these names, and as soon as you said Jerry Harold, it it popped right in my head right away. And I remember Randy Stegman, um, but I, I we you just forget like how how special like the athletes were around here during that time. I mean, in the ninth region tournament, going to those games was a spectacle, right? Right. It was pa- the pageantry of it alone, and the gyms were always packed and it was when in a high school gym. So it was at Connor or it'd be at Holmes. Uh, I don't really remember Boone. Boone. Okay. Old Boone. Ryle. I don't know if I ever went to a Ryle one. Ryle. I never played in a Ryle one, but my brothers did. So. Huh. Who's the best player? Who's the best player of your siblings? <laughs> That's no question. <laughs> They're, they're, they're I don't want to get you Evan, in trouble. Evan's, Evan's really good, even though he didn't play all the way through his senior year. Evan was really good, really quick, really smart. Yeah. Uh, Jordan is the person that you want to play with. Like, he is that – and still to this day, I keep saying he's the only guy that can keep me in front of him for a little bit. But, I mean, he's that guy you want to play with. Jeff, uh, I don't know about him. I don't know about my pops. And then my sister. My sister was – she Taylor. was really yep. good, really, really, really good. I mean, I think there was a stat that she guarded, I think, seven all-state members and not one scored double digits. Wow. But I mean, but she it, also had three older brothers, she four did. older brothers. Yeah, yeah. four yeah. older brothers. My oldest my yeah. oldest brother. Keith. Yeah. Now, he, yeah, he can score. <laughs> but, you know, Stretch, if you're listening, you know, come, you know, you already know how it is. We got our five. I'm a Newport kid, and – Growing, so Keith was, I can't remember how much older he was than us, um, but when we played at the Armory, he would he would be out at the Armory playing. And, uh, I mean, we didn't run in the same circles, obviously, but we saw each other. I mean, you right. passed, it, whether at the park, uh, at the Armory, or, you know, I had a friend who lived up in South Newport, and he had a court in his backyard. They'd stop up and play there. So it, it's, it's a small world. Yes. It really is. And he was always real athletic, too. Yes. But he had the best, he was the best trash talker. Oh yeah. 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 I was, I was quiet and, you know, I started playing or playing with him more, being around him more, you know, on the court and I kind of picked up a couple of things. So uh, his, he's got a son. Is his son at Newport? 
He's got he's got two. One just graduated college, and the other one, Alex, is at uh, yeah, he's at Newport. Newport. That's yes. what I thought. Yes. Okay, yeah. I try to stay in. I try. To, Jammer teaches at Newport, so he's I try a to stud baseball player. Is he stud? I'm not surprised. Yeah. Mark used to say that Evan was the best athlete. Evan Evan's the most accomplished. I'll give him that. Well, he was, he swam. He was a diver. Diver. He was a, a D one diver. D one divers. All American has. Um, all kind of records at Georgia Tech has a couple wow. of ACC records. Awesome stat was uh, his freshman year when he went to nationals. We got to go down there and they hosted at Georgia Tech, and you know I got to watch Michael Phelps, Ron Lochte, all those guys. And I didn't know, you know, I heard of them, but sure. I never knew who they were. So that was a cool experience. So he got to travel in that circle with a lot of. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, yeah. I also heard that your mom's the better athlete between her and your dad. Is this true? She could do it all. She she played everything. She was a cheerleader, but I mean she she played softball. She played basketball. I mean she played softball when I was a kid. So I remember going to her softball games. So yeah, she's she could play. So you talked a little bit about growing up playing AAU. Uh, saw as I was trying to find pictures and stuff and information that for the show. Some of those teams you played with, man, they were wow. Yes, I looked at some of those faces and I thought that's. You don't see that anymore. I mean, it's kind of like the uh, it's the super team. Yeah. It's almost like the hand picked, right? Yeah. The hand picked team. Did you guys play for? Did you play for? Uh, who coached you for that? My dad. Okay. So my dad played. You know, he coached us, and then it was a lot of guys that he went to school with. Sure. Um, Adam Knoll. He went to school with Kenny Knoll, um, and then some kids from Alex Williams met Jared. Jared came and joined us in like fifth grade. Um, Derek Smith played against him, and he was looking for a new team. He came sixth grade. And then uh, he had a relationship with George Baker, big George yeah. Baker. And then George joined us. And, you know, it was just all relationships. And we just, hey, you guys want to play together? Sure. Let's go. And do those relationships remain? Do they you still do. talk? Yeah. They do. We um, Actually, when I was working with Jared, mm -hmm. we tried to organize a uh, Keeneland trip. But wow. We have guys, yeah, spread yeah. all over the country. And, and it ended up raining that weekend, so we never got to get there. But, you know, we, we stay in contact, pretty close-knit. Um, I mean, those were... I mean, everybody looking back, those were some of the best times that we've ever had. And I know the parents still love it. So the parents are still involved and still talk to. I, I can't put my finger on what's different now than it was back then with the travel ball or the club teams. There was definitely a more of a sense of team mm -hmm. when we were younger. Now it's more like um, I want him to get his shot or his opportunity. <clears throat> I, and I, I get that, right? right? But you miss that. You know, that cohesion, you know, the people coming together just to travel together. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could probably remember, you probably remember stories just from being in the hotel with all the parents being together. Those might be more fun, like with your buddies, than scoring 30 points in a game. Absolutely. Um, speaking on that, I remember when Christian Leitner hit that shot. We were in a hotel at the Holodome down in Lexington. All the parents, everybody from the whole tournament, all the players, and me and another kid were only ones cheering. So, <laughs> <laughs> and that was from you know from a North Carolina yeah, fan yeah, cheering yeah. for a Duke you know, but that was just being facetious. We weren't we, <laughs> we weren't really cheering for Duke. Uh, well, you talked about uh, personal training. Did you go back to school for that? Actually, that's what I went to school for. Okay, so um, I went and I got my secondary education, and then as a minor, it was in um, kinesiology, is what mm -hmm. it's called now. Sure. It's called recreation fitness. 
um, before and then they upgraded to a kinesiology. So I got my new diploma with that. But yeah, I just, it was just something I was always interested in for um, when I went, needed to make money in college, I trained, sure. you know, basketball training. And then someone asked, well, what can we do with strength? And I think it was Mike Hester was the first one. Um, what can we do with strength training conditioning? I was like, you know what? I might try to go get certified and see if I can do something. So I tried. I mean, I had 56 kids a week. Wow. At one point. And it was. So it was, it was a business. Great. You're running the it business. Was basically a business, but it was only for three months for the summer. And then. Um, yeah, but that's something you probably could make your money. And then the rest of, during the school year, you didn't have to worry about anything, right? No, not, not really. It was, it was pretty good. And it, it just slowed down dr- dramatically during, during the school year. You had to share gym time and. You know, I was coming out of college. I just moved back home from um, when I played in the D League with Huntsville Flight, mm-hmm. and I came back home and um, was a little shorthanded. So I had a couple more classes to finish up, finished up a couple more classes, got in there, substitute taught, and that was that's how I got my got my start. That's amazing. Let's talk a little about these uh, Simon Kenton playing days. Yeah. We talked about just the – the um, the talent throughout the region, and and a lot of people still talk like when we, we talk to us about the old ninth region. You know, it's an mm-hmm. old ninth region school, and they sure they you probably hear the same stuff in the eighth region, even though we've been there for fifteen right. sixteen years, <laughs> right? Um, who who was your head coach at Simon then? Well, the first two years was Danny Trame. That's okay, um, and That's then right. the second two was Scott Humphrey. Humphrey. That's right, and playing there right getting in there um danny train let's talk about him just for a minute different style loved it though yeah right loved it though a lot like your dad in a way yeah stern uh not crazy but like <laughs> you know, I, I remember watching danny coach for simon kenton mm-hmm. and he had the towel right and he right. would bite it or fight it whatever it was um is there anything from Danny Train? I'm uh, just being honest. Like, uh, and where I want to get to with this is anything from these coaches, Scott, Danny, Coach Shields, that you pick up and you use, like on a day to day thing. Absolutely, um, Coach Train's energy. I mean, it was he was our coach, he was our leader, and it was no doubt about it. But when we were in the middle of, you know, lack of a better term, the battle of the game, you felt like he was there with you. Like he was there being your cheerleader. He was there holding you accountable. He was there, you know, you'd want to run through a brick wall for that guy. So, I mean, that relationship that he had, and then he was a completely different person off the court Mm -hmm. and very approachable, would do anything for you, help you out, very involved with all the students. Um, So that's something that I kind of took with me is like, you know, it's bigger than just this. It's bigger than just basketball. Yes, be that person you need to be but also be the person that somebody else needs you to be at the same time off the court. Um, so Danny Trame told me a lot about that, um, especially a lot. He was very um, play-oriented. He had a lot of sets. So I, I learned a lot of sets that way, um, which was great. Like, you know, end-of-game situations, certain situations, when to double-team, when to try. You know, it's different things like that. And the defensive-minded coaching aspect that I had because I certainly didn't have that as a player but he (laughs) he instilled that like he drilled defense defense Mm -hmm. defense defense and that was the one way I learned how to get on the court was play defense so I did my best way to do it as a freshman and you know that was 
had basically all the returners except for Jeff Crumman the year before when they went to state. And I had to earn my way. And that was the one thing I really liked. He made you earn it. It wasn't given. It wasn't, you know, you're supposed to be the next coming. You're supposed to be really good. It's you, you got to prove it every single day. You have a bad day. You have a bad practice. You have a bad couple of practices. You know, you might drop a little bit, but you always had that chance to redeem yourself. He didn't, he didn't just sit there and pick, pick on you for making a mistake. It was, let's fix it. Let's figure it out. Let's go to it. So yeah, I picked up a lot from him and I still do to this day. We still talk. I mean, he, he's assistant coach at Walton Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, I still see, you know, we go game plan for him. I'm like, okay, I know what he's going to do. Let's prepare for it. And then he'll throw something just out of left field out there. Might throw seven players out there and let's not even know it. So, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, he's, he's just always thinking outside the box. Uh, And his brother, Jeff was that way when, when he coached here, they have very similar styles. And I think they tag teamed up. They were at Walton together coaching boys for a little bit. So yeah, probably the same way. And then um, what about plan for Scott Humphrey? Now, in, in those last two years, though. Yes. And that's where I wanted to go with that. Because I don't really know a whole lot about the first couple of years you had Simon, but that last couple of years, wow. I mean. Yeah. Um, Coach Humphrey came in and, you know, we weren't sure. Like, you know, the one of the main reasons, other than Mark being my best friend, I mean, Coach Train was one of the main reasons I went to Simon Kenton and chose to go to Simon Kenton. We went to church together, so mm-hmm. I had a relationship there. Um, but once it, once he left, I was kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to stay here. It's just, you know, it's a, it's a bear. So Highlands was the next pick yeah. and we were enrolled. My, my grandparents lived out there and I was just going to move out there and me and my brother and Mark even thought about it. And, you know, we keep talking about that, like, just dream about that team, but <laughs> they, would, they wouldn't have lost a game. No, no, no. I, I believe we would not, especially junior year. That junior year, was it junior year or sophomore year, that Glazier, the year they lost in the state title? Eric Glazier graduated with me in 96. Okay. So, they're a little bit past that. But, yeah, that would have been that have been a great – and we had always talked about playing together. So, we we used to try to get them to come out to Simon. But their football yeah. had, to, had to bring us out there. But um, Humphreys came to uh, – uh, Coach Strange stayed through the summer. I mean, he – he was done at the end of the school year. He stayed through NKU camp, and I remember Coach Humphrey being up top of the track at NKU team camp, and they're like, hey, that's your new coach. I went, really? Okay. So let's give him a chance. Let's see what he's going to do through the summer. And he came in. First thing he said is, if you don't shoot the ball 100 times a game, you're in trouble. I went, I like this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he opened up. He was like, we're going to play fast. We're going to yeah. run up and down. We're going to do this. We're going to try to put 100 points every single game. And I'm like, I love this guy. Like, this is what I want to do. So that's what we did. We opened it up. We, from opening tip to the triple zeros on the board, we were pressing you. We were in you. We were going, we were running, trying to get easy baskets. And it just, I feel like it opened, that team was made for that. That team we had my junior year was made for that. We just opened up, we ran. I mean, there was a couple couple games where we didn't let teams score in the first quarter. And that became our goal. And he... He encouraged everybody. Everybody's got a green light. You're open, shoot it. And that was something new that I actually fell in love with. And I take that now. Yeah. You're open, you shoot the ball. Don't. And we, we always preach, and I know it's not true, but we always preach, we might be the only program that um, will take you out of the game for not shooting. So, yeah, that's one thing. It was, it was so much fun to getting up and down. And, you know, we battled with some teams. The Lexington Catholic was ranked, like, top 20 in the country. That Scott County team was ranked seventh. And, 
you know, we beat the the Lexcat team and then went down to the wire at Scott County. Oh, <laughs> so you got hosed. Yeah. Eh, well, I mean, Rick Jones <laughs> and A.W. Hamilton. Yeah. and oh, I remember Rick Jones. Oh, man. They, wow. First time, first play, the tip came off, and I'm guarding Rick Jones, and I'm out the volleyball line. Like, I'm ready to guard this guy. He takes one step, that little the half circle at half court, pulls up buckets. I'm like, I, I guard this guy yeah. at the other side of half court. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, he um, he was a very cha- – he challenged you to be better. Like, I don't care who this guy is. Go get him. Let's go get him. I don't care how good this team is. Let's go get him. And that's what uh, – I learned that, how to open everything up and how to not just be a good teammate but be a good teammate. So – it's an amazing just the the change in not culture but the the system yes systematically and just that alone how it helps you develop as a player as an individual absolutely absolutely you yeah. go from being set you know coming down getting your set from A to B to C to now you're wide open yep. and it allows you to showcase your individual abilities within the team yeah and and, and the discipline that, you know, the guys came in that we got from Coach Train uh, uh, mixed with the let's play open mm-hmm. and let's play fast. I mean, it was a perfect combination. I mean, it was – it just allowed us to do so many things. The only thing that we lacked was depth at the post position, yeah. which Jared and Derek sure. took advantage of. So, But um, we – it was a lot of fun, and I feel like that allowed me to – you know, just grow my game. And not only just that, just gain knowledge and just looking back on different things now. Like I take the pressing aspect of Coach Humphrey. I take the discipline um, aspect of Coach Trayman. I try to mix it in. And then, you know, if a lot of people talk to me, you know, I kind of sound like a kid when I walk up and talk to them. Like, what do you think about this? Like, I just want to learn from everybody. And got to be a student of the game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so much fun. And, and I still feel like a kid. Like, I still feel like I'm one of the players still just trying to figure everything out and, you know, I, <laughs> try to hang on to no, young as much as possible. I think that part of one of the good things about coaching young kids is their youth and their energy and their vigor, it gets into you. Yes. And it, it makes you feel excited. Yes. And especially during the dog days when, or even after a bad night, mm-hmm. you come in and, and they're bouncing around the locker room and it's like, eh. Could be worse, yep, you yep. know, I, and that's definitely a new school approach, Yeah, right? That's not old school. Old school would be no one talk, get out in the gym, get on the line, don't even stretch. Right. Where now it's like, you know, kids have got to be kids. Mm-hmm. So, so let me ask you this about uh, this Simon Kenton here, the playing days. Did When you began to be recruited to play college, in your mind – with your dad being from NKU, was it always going to be NKU or? No. No? I actually um, I actually committed to Marshall. Really? Um, unofficially. Um, I took a visit down there with Coach Humphrey. We played in the AIT. Um, Jesse Jett from oh, the yeah. Eagle, he was yeah. down there, and, and I knew him from when I was younger. Um, I wanted to go there, and um, uh, it just – uh, it just didn't work out. Um, NKU was getting that football team. They were going division one. Um, I, and then that's just, my dad kind of talked me into that one. Um, 
but it wasn't a, a bad thing. But he no. was just like, you know, we get to watch you play. Your family gets yeah. to watch you play. That's a tough. That's a tough thing for any kid, and, right. and all the young women that you coach now that go on to play college, and you know, you know, like Allie Niece, for example. Yes, you know, she gets she got to stay home, play yes. Division One basketball, which she could have gone so many places. Yes. Right. Yes. Um, one of the things that I talk about with kids when they say, hey, I want to play college basketball, you know, what do we got to do? The first thing I say is you need to really think about how far away you want to go. Right. It's just a conversation we have. And in that conversation, we talk about, you know, ACT, GPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talk about money. Mm-hmm. It's got to be on the table. And, but the how far do you want to go? Right. Because the more and more the pool of, hey, we want to watch you play too. Mm-hmm weighs on a kid. Right. Fair or unfair. Right. You know, and I was, I was young. That was my junior year. And then Billy Donovan left to go to Florida. I was going to ask you if he and, was still there. Yeah. yeah. And then that was kind of, uh, the new coach came in, uh, kind of took that, that helped it too. He took away the scholarship and kind of when it started from scratch. So I was kind of looking around and then I committed to Northern early in the, um, or I signed in the November signing period, just got out of the way. And, um, it was, I mean, it's, so great. I mean, it was so awesome. I mean, I, I love my time in Norway. I mean, I'm still in Norway. I still go. I still try to help. Um, whatever I can do. I mean, I'm a Norseman for life. So I was gonna say it worked out pretty good for you. It did. It did. <laughs> it did. I love the coach. Shields is one of the greatest men yeah. you'll ever meet. Yeah. Um, coach Ryan, uh, Pat, Pat Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. He was, uh, really good friends. I should say he dated my mom in high school. Wow. They went to high school together and played baseball there when my dad played and coach Winstall yep. and she was coaching there, but she grew up with my parents. I mean, it was, it, when I say that NKU is a family and, and I used to joke calling it Northern Kentucky high school, but I mean, it really is a family. It is. It, it really is. Everybody's very close knit. Everybody's very supportive and packing Regents hall was the best thing ever. I mean, it was packed every we day. We talked. We we had a show. Uh, I can't remember how long ago it was, but we talked about going to games at Regents when that place was hopping. Yes, there was nothing better. It was my favorite. I loved it. I did walking too. in and walking down towards the bleachers at the end. Yes, yeah, walking past the president and his wife and being <laughs> like, hey, you know, hey, what's up? High fives and uh, I tell you, it was. I wish I wish you could replicate that. I do too. Honestly, I love BB and T. I can't say that I can't say that I think playing there is super easy for the high school kids because of the shot lines, right. the, the, the um, sight lines, but they love just the atmosphere and walking in. Oh, it's amazing. Um, I actually played last summer against the current team, kind of just like a scrimmage, just pickup games. Um, great. I mean, just awesome. It's, it's and then when I coached there with Coach Beasel, mm-hmm. I was a GA there with Coach Beasel there, and I got to, you know, do individual workouts. And, you know, after practice, hey, I heard you were pretty good. Yeah, I can play a little bit. Let's go. Let's go. One-on-one. And <laughs> <laughs> not going to pass out. I was still younger yeah. then, so yeah. I, I, could, I could hold my own a little bit. But, yeah, it was – I mean, BB&T is amazing. and um, But re- nothing beats region, especially Hey You coming out of that the, the cave there, the old hole-in-the-wall weight room that – is still my favorite. I love those little hole in the walls, hot box weight rooms. Yeah. So, but having that, the student section yeah. right there on the court. I mean, I used to feed off that. That was my favorite. So, <sighs> makes me remember the <laughs> old days. Yes, you wish you could 
teleport yourself back in time, buddy. Yes. Well, let's talk about these NKU days, man. Let's do it. 1,300-point score. Wow. It's incredible. Getting to play for the great Coach Shields. Yes. You keep in touch with him? Absolutely. Um, Actually, um, a guy that works with us over at Simon Kenton played for Coach Shields at St. Thomas and had his handwritten playbook about that thick and said, hey, I found this when I was going through my house. So I copied it, scanned it actually for myself, and then I gave him the original and uh, they made a nice little binder and everything for him. So I didn't know if he had it or not, but I was like, man, this is, I run all these things. We yeah. still do some of these things at, at SK. So yeah, it's, um, he is, he is legit like the father, another father figure for every single person that, that's ever played for him. Just a, just a great, great man. He's a genuine human being. Yes. Tells you, he loves you every single time, every single time. Say, I love you. Yeah. yeah. I used to call him the Dean Smith of Division Two basketball, yeah. honestly. Yeah. Because it seemed like all those players that played for him and the career. I mean, I mean, the guy had a what, like six forty winning percentage, right, or something like that. Um, I mean, Jesus, it, 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 go through go through some of those rosters <laughs> and some of the kids that he got to coach. Yeah, just some of the accolades, right? Just incredible. And you never hear anybody talk bad about him. No, no. I you mean, know? he was. Uh, he treated you like a human being first. Like he wanted you to know that he cared about you first and foremost, not as a player, but as a human being. And for that reason right there, you would want to like my, my perspective was, I don't want to do anything to disappoint this guy. Yeah. Like that's how I felt. Like, you know, this guy showed me, care, cared about me so much. I don't want to disappoint him. And he had three rules. Don't do anything to embarrass yourself, your family or your team. And that was, that was it. No curfews, no anything. And everybody was just falling in line. Teach them how to be men and let them walk down the road. Exactly. I love it. In those four years, you were at NKU. We come in. You, what You guys went three NCAA tournaments? Yes. You won the GLVC your senior year, senior right? Year. Yep. Regional finals. Was that your sophomore year? Sophomore. Sophomore year? Sophomore year, yeah. Okay. But what, 26 wins, 27 wins, 19 wins, 25 wins? Well, it was, and, and, That's what's, incredible. and what's misleading is you would have us, Southern Indiana and Kentucky Wesleyan would usually be in the top five yeah. in the country. Yeah. And, you know, you, every once in a while you have Lewis crack the top 10 or Indi- Indianapolis crack the top 10, top 15. So any given night, you'd have six to seven top 20 teams yeah. in your conference. And it was, it, it was crazy. It was a battle. And they were, they, those were fun. We talked to Shannon Miner about uh, Wesleyan and, I can't remember who one of the other teams that was in that conference, but uh, I was in school at that time. Mm-hmm. And the the D two basketball that conference was legit good. Yes, they every one of those teams had players that could have played Division one basketball and been contributors. Yeah, on high level teams. Yeah, That's absolutely. how good these teams yeah. were. Yeah, and you got to think about the coaches. I mean, Bruce Pearl was at Southern Indiana. You had uh, uh, Ray Harper. It was at Western. Yeah, at Wesleyan, went to Western. Yeah, I mean, and Coach Shields. I mean, there were some big-time coaches and big-time players. I mean, it was – and it wasn't – it was not It was not a pretty league. It was no no blood, no foul. Like, we, they let you play, and it was the best. <laughs> it, was, it was great. They let you play. They, they let the players play. How was it playing with your brother again? Awesome. 
I, like I said, he's one of those guys that you just want to be with, you want to play with. And not only that, he was my roommate again. So, mm -hmm. you know, me, me and my brother were very close, always growing up, going throughout the neighborhood, playing two-on-two, -two, playing Pioneer Park, going to other parks and playing. So, you know, we, we kind of have that little not even talk, just that look, mm -hmm. have the look, hey, I know what you're going to do, back door, throw it up. Or, hey, I'm going to fake back spin, cut to the corner, I'm going to hit this. Or come get a quick handoff, quick touch. So, you know, we had – kind of that unspoken bond just from being around each other sure so i mean it was great it, it's but you grow up and you play yes all the time yes you learn that and for him it's no different than any younger brother mm -hmm. in the history of america right. or the world you have this older brother and his friends you're going to scrap it up with them and it's yes. going to make you better well, we had a great situation like all of my friends had little brothers his age so we were always together yeah. So no matter if I went to Mark's house, he was there with mm -hmm. Adam. Adam. That's the yeah. first time I've called him Adam in a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, he he was over there and, and their friends came over. And then, I mean, when I say that we were playing in Mark's driveway, three on three or one on one or something, five to seven days a week, that's not an exaggeration at all. I mean, we were there constantly playing. And that's, and that's all we did was just play. I mean, we didn't do individual work. We didn't do skill. We just tried stuff. Did it work? Yeah, it worked. That's all we did. And, and individual skill, I mean, I did it. I mean, it's great. It's awesome. Work on your stuff. But I always, you know, in my mind is work on that stuff and playing. Like try to do stuff. So, you see something, you know, Kenny Anderson. I used to love Kenny Anderson. Um, watch him do something on the court. I'm like, oh, I want to learn that. And then just go out there and try well, it. Well, I saw you posted the other day on Facebook, the Rod Strickland video. Yes. Dude, you forget <laughs> how amazing, right? Right. That guy was. Yeah, him, Kenny Anderson. Um, oh, there was well, obviously MJ. Guys. Oh, MJ's MJ's. My, I'm just talking about That's, my point guard well, guys. I, I understand that, but like when when we grew up, you had those those dudes in the NBA that yes. you emulated. MJ right? is undefeated in my driveway. <laughs> like <they're, laughs> my driveway, you know, you played imaginary three on three mm -hmm. by yourself, and and you know, MJ yeah. MJ's teams won every single time. But I had to throw a couple people on there. You know, I love Kenny. He made me so I'm right handed. Kenny Anderson was left handed. He made me wanted to be left handed. So I'm a left handed dribbler now. So that's all I did. Is was it in a, okay? Let me let me do this real fast. So just the just the parallel between kids now and. Our, us kids, right? So we see this and we spend our time playing. Mm -hmm. Just, there was no individual development. It right. was, we're going to go out and we're going to play all day over and over and over. We're going to fight and yes. scrap and oh, just claw because we hated to lose, right? right? Or now it's more, it's more individual, but less playing. Mm -hmm. You know, you think there's a, you think that's telling for anything? I don't know. It just popped into my head. Like, Maybe something we need to get back to. I, I think there needs to be a mix. I think the the personal training definitely has value. It definitely, I mean, there's some things that you might not catch or might not see, but somebody can teach you. Mm -hmm. And so I definitely agree. Um, personal training that you, you you can use it. It's very helpful and, and to some degree necessary. And we did it because I went to the parks with my dad to help me shoot. So I mean, in a way, that yeah, it's personal. Training that was your right that was your personal. That training. was my personal yeah. training, yeah. But to be able to use that skill or that move that you just learned in a real game time setting, where something's on the line, where if you lose, you got to sit six games. Yep. You know, or that older, you know, you're being 
14, 15, and that 20-year-old might knock you out if you lose because he doesn't want to lose either. Um, and not just playing with your friends. That was the other part. You playing with complete strangers at the part. So, yeah. I love that part. I did too. Because it, it gave you, you earned respect and you earned credibility there. Yeah. So that the next time you came up with your friends, you weren't sitting there waiting, like you said. Mm-hmm. And the armory was really big for us because it was not far up the road. But these were men. Right. And if they picked you, you did like you said before, you don't want to let somebody down. You definitely didn't want anybody down there because you, you would never get picked again. Right. So you were out there fighting with these older dudes and you just wanted to show out. Yes, absolutely. And, and, you know, I guess it started with, you know, my dad was still playing. So he'd be like, you know, me and my son will, you know, we'll pick up a couple of guys. We'll, we'll run here. And then definitely had to, you couldn't show any weakness out there. That no. was, that's the thing. Like you couldn't, not on defense, not on that, you know, if I'm six foot or five, eight, 120 pounds and I'm guarding a six two two thirty guy, like he's not going to score on me on the block. Like, no, I can't let this happen. So, um, yeah, you definitely have to, yeah, you learn a certain toughness and you can't show pain. No, because never. it hurt to play against <laughs> the older dudes. Yes. Yes. But they played different. Yeah. Uh, okay. When I was at school at Northern, we played in the intramural league and there was always this one, there was always this one uh, alumni team and these cats were older. Mm-hmm. Um, one that had the, uh, the Arnzen twins, the one Arnzen works for central office. I don't know if, okay. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, talking yeah. about? Okay. The, and, and another one had Drew McDonald's dad on it. All right. <laughs> All right. So, and he just wanted to shoot threes. Right. Yeah. yeah he was going to shoot threes kind of like a son. Right. Um, these dudes were so methodical and fundamental about the way they did. They set screens. We didn't set no screens. Mm -hmm. We were playing like Scott Humphrey team. We were just running and jumping and whatever these dudes. And it hurt because these were men and we were like 18 year old kids and they, they would hit you in the throat Mm -hmm. or they would hit you in the side of the head. Donnie Miller threw a ball and hit me right in the face (laughs) at about 50 miles an hour one day. And I'm like, dude, am I going to make it here? Right. Right. But couldn't show that pain. No. No, no weakness. No. Yeah. yeah, you I get love those, that. Uh, the knee to the thigh mm-hmm. screens. Ooh. Yeah. I used to hate the elbows in the, that part of your arm that uh, above in between your elbow and your shoulder. Yes. Worst pain ever. Yeah. Hated it. Yeah. The, yeah. You're taking me back now. Yeah. I, I miss those days. I can't wait to do them. Yo, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's coming. Yep. Man. All right. Let me talk a little bit about this GLVC most outstanding player in the 2003 tournament. What an honor, man. Senior year, playing with your brother. I saw some I saw some pictures of that of that tournament as I was going through trying to find something to use. I just did, I wanted to use something for you. Like just mm-hmm. I, I I try not to do like a group thing. Right. But I loved those pictures. I did too. I mean those I mean that team that I looked oh, at that man. roster. Wow. It was that took me back too. It was such a fun team. I mean, we were I don't think besides me and my brother, I don't think anybody was the same. Like everybody was from somewhere different. I mean, we but we just we were the biggest. But I always say we were the biggest bunch of clowns that you'll ever meet. Like we were just joking, playing games, just everything. But when we got on the court, I mean, we meant business. So, I mean, it was a lot of fun playing with those guys. And I still, you know, Walt Kelsey, Sean Rowland, you know, Josh Murphy's an orthopedic surgeon now. I mean, that's my guy. I came in with him, Bobby St. Pru. You know, when we go visit Evan in Atlanta, we always I always hit Bobby up, and you know, he stayed with us with my family there for a little bit, and. 
I mean, those guys, I mean, it's... It's a brotherhood. It really is a brotherhood. And, you know, you grow up, you have your families, and you go mm-hmm. off. But, like, you know, I see Craig Sanders, and it's like, man, I just saw you yesterday, but we haven't seen each other for years. But, like, Do you think having that experience helps you as a coach when it comes to... So, I, I don't know. Uh, the boys call it mm-hmm. brotherhood. I don't know if the girls call it sisterhood. I, I don't really know how that works. But do you think that helps you um, kind of, like, forge good teammates... Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, that it, it really is like you're going to fight. And, you know, our kids, we threw fist fight. You know, we were fist fight and then back playing Madden in our room, you know, that night. So it's, you know, you, you, you get along, you have your family quarrels, you have your fights, you have your disagreements, but then that's an extremely small percentage of it. I mean, everything else is used. You're going through the same struggle. Like you're going through conditioning. Oh, you're going through the weights. Oh man, you're going through the practices that you've done sixteen hundred times, and you're just waiting to get to the game. But when game time comes, man, there's nothing. I mean, I always say the Red Rover. You're not breaking yeah. through this. So, and at the end of those NKU days, man, taking that jersey off. Mm-mm. I try to steal mine. Yeah, I try to put it in my bag, and Coach B's called me. So, but you know that 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 hurt. You had and a hell of a career. Thirteen hundred, like I said, thirteen hundred points at the time you lead and was it assists and mm-hmm. free throw free throw percentage or free throw makes or mm-hmm. something i actually had a national record i had uh most attempts in the season in all of ncaa for almost a full year and then tyler hansborough broke it the next year yeah, and sucks. then he demolished it the year after that <laughs> <laughs> he didn't get fouled a lot yeah. he got fouled a lot but yeah it was um gosh yeah i missed it i mean besides uh, honestly though but you know, second team all american mm-hmm Seriously. I mean, besides winning the national championship, I don't know what more you could accomplish there. Um, and I tell our girls, like, I, yeah, I won second team All-American. I came off the bench senior year. So Coach Shield, and this is another thing that Coach Shield taught. He took the leading perimeter scorer and the leading post scorer and p- sat him down. So my brother started over me, and then we had another guy start in uh, post position. So when teams subbed, like our five, our first five was good enough to play with their five. Yeah. When they subbed, those teams go down. When we subbed, yeah, we're just going to run you out of jail. To the moon. Yeah. 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 It's a pretty interesting strategy. He did it with um, – You think the, anybody get away with that now? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Possibly. Yeah, some teams. But um, he did it with the, the last national championship team that he had – or the team that played in the national championship game mm-hmm. and it worked and he saw an opportunity to do it again. And at f- I had my reservations at first. I was like, man, I earned this. Like I, this is mine. And he's your little brother. Yeah. No, I didn't, that, that part didn't mind me. <laughs> okay, that okay, part didn't okay. bother me. Cause he, he worked too. Yeah, and we used to talk in, in our, uh, well, your roommates, I guess yeah, that helps. We, we talked a whole lot and I Jordan would, might be the most humble. Yeah, I think, no, he yeah, is. He, is, he is. I think he is. He is very, he's very quiet. He's very humble. Unless you're uh, playing tenshu, ask Mark. <laughs> well, Mark told me that the reason that you had all those free throws because go. you had you held the ball at the end of the games just to get the free throw <laughs> points. Is this true? This is not true. Well, it is. <laughs> How about me listening to my coach? How's okay, that? okay, okay. Well, let's do that. No, let's Mark. Do that. I I, can, I always say like I play with some amazing shooters. Mark's the best shooter I've ever seen. Mark's the best shooter that I've ever played with, and I mean. God, he could play. He he could flat out play, and I think he had an injury just about he broke every, his wrist every yeah. single year. A he had mono. Year, uh, sophomore year, he tore his meniscus. Freshman year, I mean, he's 
he could play, man. Like it was, I always look back. I'm like, man, if he never got hurt or if he never got sick, like that, he could play. So post NKU days, you leave there and you roll over to play with the D league. Yeah. Is that, you could was call that a quick that. transition? It, it was quick. I went me, uh, Bobby St. Pru, mm-hmm. um, Quentin Smith. Uh, we all went down to a tryout though. It was a couple days and, um, I got kept, I, and I was there on the roster for the for the summer. Went down for one scrimmage game, and then was released. And then, you know, I came back. I was, I was, you know, you get cut. You're like, oh my god, I'm better than that guy. I'm better than yeah. that guy. I'm better than that guy. But it, it is what it is. It's a business. They're going to pick what they want to pick. So, yeah, it was. Uh, that was humbling. And then when I came back, I was kind of like, you know what, I need to. I'll get these last couple of classes out of the way. My dad was like, hey, you want to coach here? And at least it pays a little bit. And then I started substituting. Chelsea Tolliver was mm-hmm. um, one of the eighth graders that my dad deemed me responsible, one of the four. Um, and then her dad was, worked at Central Office. So he helped me get some Mike. get some yeah. jobs. Yeah, yeah he helped was, me get some sub jobs. That was the guy who hired me who yeah. down there. Yeah. So, and then I, I immediately fell in love with coaching. Like it, it was So there was instant. no – preconceived thought I'm going to get into coaching to stay close to the game or I, it, it, it kind of was cause when he first took over, he brought me and Jordan in to teach him. When, when did your dad get the time? Oh, two. Oh, two. Okay. Yeah. okay. So he brought us in to kind of show him the system that we ran at Northern. So we run the exact Dave Beasel's mm-hmm. defensive yeah. system. We, we made it a little bit easier, just high school versus college. Um, we've had some teams that could do the full, onslaught of the system um but you know we run the same exact thing i mean it's no secret this this is what we demand you know get defensive stops and layups i don't want to run a play the whole game so um it's always been defense first but you know i fell in love with it i fell in love with the girls like those i mean they're all grown women married with kids now and i'm i'm like those are those are my girls like those are i'm gonna tell you something that first that first group you coach Regardless how old you are, right? Mm-hmm. That first group is always more special. Yes. Because it's new to you. Like yes. the first time and, and and when you're in it, it's just uh I, I don't know the proper I can't put my finger on the proper word there, but I don't know. It's indescribable. It is. Like, it really is. I mean you have a lifelong connection with yeah. those with like with my those first players. group here. Yeah. Right. That first freshman group here, my first group at Dayton, the first team I coached the Holy Spirit. Those first groups, just I can't even yeah put words to it. Absolutely, absolutely. And, and it's almost like they were. It's almost like they were um, put into your life for a reason. Exactly. Uh, right. Yes. Okay. That's probably the easiest way I can put it. That is the perfect like way. I needed it. them at that moment. Mm-hmm. Right. Just for because of whatever happened last year, or you know, I'm just getting into this. Well, this is now making me hungry enough to do this. Mm-hmm. Right. That's amazing. Yes. And I want to kind of go through these stops here. So you leave SK to go to Thomas Moore mm-hmm. to coach with the men's team. Yes. For, so, for a year? Yeah. So I was um, I was still working out the play, even mm-hmm. though I was I was coaching. I wanted to get back in. And then I started coaching um, AAU with Jeff Davis. Yeah. Um, Jeff was at Simon at the time? Jeff was at Simon at the time. Um, so we were coaching AAU, and then we were with Derek Smith All-Stars. I broke away, went to Shining Stars, had my own team. Um, we won state championship, did a couple other things, went, you know, did the travel ball and, um, 
my connections there got me up to the next. And Jesse Jett yeah. was an assistant yeah. coach there. He so can, he, His little boy plays in our youth league yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. But, um, yeah, so I went there, spent – and then we took over. There was all first year. Jeff Rogers was a coach. Um, he took a chance on me, forever grateful. Um, but we just got together. I'm learning a new system. We're learning new players, like just meshing it together. Um, it was a great experience. At the end of our year, I'm at the uh, Kentucky-Ohio All-Star Game at Thomas Moore, and Coach Beasel said, hey, I got a um, – GA, GA spot, spot yeah. if you want it. I'm like, absolutely. Are you kidding me? And, you know, I'm going to go ahead and, you know, get my master's and do it. And so that was a no-brainer. NKU, home for me. Coach Rogers said the same thing. Like, you'd be dumb if you didn't. So, um, yeah, that was – How was it returning home to, that year? It's it's always awesome. It's, it's it, it's again, indescribable. I mean, it's the, the chance for me to actually give back a little bit, maybe the knowledge that I learned while I was there to pass it along to – you know, future Norsemen. Cause I mean, it's still like, I'm still glued to the TV when they play. Thank God for ESPN three. Yeah. So we can watch them all the time. So now I can watch them and cheer for them. Just like, I'm, you know, cheering for anybody, else, you know, SK. So it's <laughs> you know something about Dave Bezos. I'm just thinking about with Dave and Ken, they're gatherers as well. Yes. I enjoy that. I, I enjoy that part when people bring the kids back. Mm-hmm. I love gathering here. Yes. You know, so you're sitting there talking about that. And I'm just thinking in my head, like all the people that have helped them and have yes. been around those programs for, you know, all those years. Yeah. And coach Beasel was the tough love guy. Yeah. I and mean, he was, he was a disciplinarian. So him and coach Shields worked all good cop, bad cop, even though we never considered coach B as a bad cop. So, I mean, he was, and I learned so much from him scouting, like just doing scouting reports. I thought Dave Beasel was did a fantastic job at NKU. He was he and he was just an awesome guy too. Yeah. I mean, another guy that you knew he cared about you before more than just a player. He, he you knew he cared about you. That was a tough deal over there with that. Yeah. I mean, he's transitioning and trying to figure all that out and it's just like, hey, I don't know. And I don't want to talk bad about him, but yeah. he landed on his feet. He, he did. He's, he's at um, He did. When the, a former player from, from um and KU was coaching at uh, Kentucky Wesley and brought him on. So, yeah. and then uh, Brian Neal hired him yep. at Xavier, Xavier before that. So another NKU connection. So well, you had a Xavier stop. I did. That was women's, right? That was women's. Yeah. What'd you, uh, what was that? Was Brian there? Brian, Brian was there? there. Brian was an assistant there. I actually saw him at, we went to church together. He approached me and said, Hey, got it. You still interested in coaching? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I got a graduate assistant shop, you know, job opening yeah. if you, if you want it. And he was the lead assistant there. So, interviewed Amy wall hired me you know she ended up resigning right before the season started and Brian got the interim job and that that was eye-opening and not just the basketball part just all everything outside of basketball I got to watch him go through so much stuff just season ticket holders and the side that you really don't yeah. get to see too much and because I was attached to his hip I was like a little puppy with him I'm, you're learning I'm trying That's to yeah the I'm whole trying. point of the GA job exactly I, and I'm just soaking everything up and, and his job is to teach you to be a head coach yes and, and I was hired as the video coordinator so breaking down film and you know I'm the grunt work you know a lot of stuff I'm first one there but you're also a trainer Yes. So that's right <laughs> yes. up your alley. Yes. Yeah. You know, first one there and then last one to leave, sometimes not even leaving. Um, I didn't have kids yet, so that, yeah. that worked out. And my wife, my wife worked night shift. So, um, 
but yeah, that, that experience was, was great. And I would love to get back to, I mean, that was, that was so awesome. I got earned my master's, um, for free. That wow. was even better from Xavier. Um, Played in the Big East. So going in the Big East, walking in the old St. John's, walking into Providence, seeing these – and the experiences. Like I, we, we take trips in, at Georgetown. You know, we go to uh, the monuments. Got to go to uh, um, House of Represent or Capitol Hill. Got a tour there. Like, I mean, just awesome experience, period, all the way around. It was great. You almost wish that you could have documented all these things that you've gone through just from your playing and coaching days. Mm-hmm with a digital camcorder, right? And yes. you could have had a, you could have had your own documentary movie that, you know, yeah. just, I mean, how even, awesome would that be? Even the small stuff, like you drive by, past the house that they shot exorcist at where she came down the steps. <laughs> I know. I, I, I saw I know. that in DC. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Like just, I mean, just the little yeah. things like we went to a, um, where is that? Is that in Georgetown? Where is that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah DC. Yeah. Um, we went to a couple NBA games. Like, I mean, just, just got to experience everything. I mean, it was great. Final fours, going to the final fours, met Gino, you know, just, oh, so amazing. And I'm forever grateful for that. Oh, and, absolutely. And then I still, Coach Coach Neil, I still call, you know, we'll see each other at church or church every now and then, but, you know, I still talk to him. Hey, what's up? You know. So then guy. you get back to NKU, or not NKU, but Simon Kenton with your dad. Mm-hmm. And so that was what, the 14, 14, 15 season? 14, 15, yeah. And – since that, I mean, you guys have had, well, he's had tremendous success, right? Yes. But the run that you guys have been on there has been incredible. Yeah. And, um, we're still trying to learn. Oh, excuse me. You never stop. But it's, uh, like the last couple of years, I mean, our schedule has been brutal and we, we do it on purpose, yeah. but some of these tournaments that run together, together and you get there. So you're like, I think this year we played like 17 games in 23 days or something ridiculous like that. And, Except that December, January stretch there. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it was it was rough, but um, I mean it was so much fun. I mean that ride was this year especially was fun. Um, Allie Nisa's junior senior year, yeah. those were fun. Oh, oh wow. was, she made it so easy though. <laughs> she's she's special. She's very special. Yes, and we had a we had a couple special girls. I mean Shelby Harmeyer yeah. was great. She was. You guys have had so many good young women play yeah. there. We've had some we've had some hungry girls at a young age that. You know, they're, they're disciplined in themselves. They want to learn. They want to get better. If we're being nice, if we're, you know, if we're not yelling on them or getting on them or coaching them, they're like, did I do something wrong? Like, no, yeah. no, no, no. You just, you're, you're doing everything right. That's why we haven't said anything, you know, uh, to do something better. Now we're expecting you to lead the next girl behind you. But so. that's the other thing. When the girls come in to play mm-hmm. for Coach Showers at Simon Kenton, they know what's, this yeah. is the deal. Yes. You will be. It'll be demanded of you that you're, you know, here on time and you're going to mm-hmm. work hard, uh, be respectful. You're going to be a good teammate. Mm-hmm. We got a good mix. Um, yeah. Coach Loretta, Loretta Olmstead, oh, yeah. she coached uh, Cleveland State for seven years. So she was a head, D1 head coach. Um, so you have a couple older generational coaches. You have a different mix of experiences. Um, it, just, it just works. Like it, and, and the girls know, like, you know, we – we're going to coach you where you want to go, not where you're at. You know, you want to be a good high school player? That's okay. You know, that's that's fine. You know, we're not going to knock anybody. But if you want to be something better, we're going to coach you at the level that you want to be at. And then we want you to hold yourself accountable mm-hmm. to get to that level. So that's – accountability is a big word in our 
in our system. I love that. So, what motivates you as a coach? Mm. Oh, there's a lot. I, I, I'm a competitor. Like I, I don't care if we're, you know, I'm trying to blink faster than you right now. So I mean, <laughs> where I, I just the spirit of competition is is what, and I can turn anything into a competition. Sure. That's just how I was, and it might be as a result of growing up with, you know, four kids in a household, and you know, you have to eat fast to get that second slice of pizza, you know, something like that. But I'm just a competitor. But overall, the relationships that you build with with the girls, with the coaches, with the parents, I mean, it's. It's second to none. I mean, that's that's the most rewarding part of the team is you build these lifelong, you know, bonds with these, you know, with your players, with with the parents, with administration, the other coaches. I mean, it's just that's one thing I always say, you know, sports can set you up for life and not just talking about money for college, but how you deal with people in the real world. So, I mean, it's 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 given me everything that I am. So I'm trying to give everything I am back to that. So, and you're doing it at your alma mater. I am doing it at my alma mater. It's, it's, does it's that even mean, better. Can I ask you a question? And this might sound stupid, but th- does that mean more to you individually than working with, for your dad? Or is that more special? Ooh, tough question. I mean, working with my dad is because the, the, that's a bond yes. that many never have an opportunity to, to do. Yeah. Um, and especially a lot of kids, they don't want anything to do with their dad at, yeah. after a certain point. Right. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he is a very influential person mm-hmm. for a lot of young women and has been for yeah. many years. The, uh, the main thing is that he's, when I came in, especially the first time and even the second time it was, I don't want you here. I want you to move forward and move up. So, Whatever we do, you're running it. So essentially he let me run the program, which let me learn how to run a program. So I got to, you know, do everything from fundraising to running the camp to, you know, send up practices and, um, you know, fun activities for the girls, anything, or the parents, you know, anything, going bowling, anything like that. So I got to, I got to learn all of that stuff and then doing it at my alma mater again, special. So I'm coaching um, kids that people I was friends with in high school. Sure, I got their kids. So I mean, that's that's pretty cool in itself. So and you teach special ed. I teach special ed. Yes. What motivates you about that? Oh my god! Again, it's the relationships, mm-hmm. man. I mean, it's. I was just talking about it with my wife the other day. Like, oh man, I miss my kids. Like, there's so much fun. Well, who do we talk? To? We were talking to Mike Borchers, mm-hmm. the superintendent at Ludlow. I have a friend whose son is autistic. Uh-huh. And the, the, the shutdown really messed with his, uh, just routine. Right. Right. Routine was for him. That's, that's the only right. thing I can speak of. Right. I mean, do you, do you feel that, um, during that whole thing, did, did you feel like you needed to keep up with some of these students to kind of keep a routine or keep something <laughs> normal for them? Well, during NTI, we did the, uh, we did a video, mm-hmm. um, we did video chat, so we got to see each other, and and I think it was different for for each kid too, like you like you mentioned. But um, yeah, we 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 keep in touch and um, do a video, do a Snapchat call here and there, and um, I, I don't know. It's just we graduated a couple kids. Actually, we know we graduated one kid, one last year, one this year. Um, so, what department do you work in? 
Um, I'm in the nonverbal autism unit. Got it. That's the specific room title, I guess what I have. So, um, it's, it's awesome. It's so great. And, um, coming in, that was the only job I could get. And now it's the only job I want really. So did it intimidate you at first? It did. Yeah, it did. And not because of, you know, I feel like I had to go in there with, you know, baby gloves or anything like that. It's just, I just didn't know what to expect at all. I've always been in the general, yeah. you know, until you get on the ground there. Yeah. You don't know. Yeah. I mean, you can be trained on it f- forever, yes. but until you actually are hands on. Yeah. And, and it's, it's different from, you know, you hear stories or, Hey, somebody did it. And it I mean, but when you get in there and experience it, it's never your mind wanders. And then you just get in there and it's, these kids are just amazing. I mean, I love it. And now you got now you've got all these kids of your own. Oh, I got you've all these got, kids. You, you're almost got your own team. Yep, almost. How about that? How about that, man? Just and you're going to be in big trouble. These they might be the cutest kids on the earth. Well, <laughs> I you appreciate are in that. So much trouble. I appreciate that, and they're very active too. Gosh. So keeping keeping track of them is going to be tough. So sports is right. I mean, they've been playing soccer. Braylon played a little pioneers mm-hmm. this year, so they're about to be full on. And I can't wait to be a sports dad. Like I'm excited. Like that's one thing I'm excited about. And I sound like a real dad right now. So, but you know what (laughs) you, you take them to the football games and they're out of basketball games. They're at practice. I'm sure. Right. Well, the older kids, yeah, the two older kids. Um, I mean, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Yeah. They, they love it. And, and our girls really take to them. So they, uh, well, of uh, course they do. And, and, my kids are should. my kids are like me. I say they're paid. I was wild. I know I was. And my mom had a grip on me. My parents had a grip on me. But every chance I got, I was gone. Isn't it funny how you kind of grew up around the the coaching, and then and you then the kids? Yeah, it's full circle now. It's so great. It, it is. It's and you know, you turn around, sitting on the bench, and turn around. You see my nephews, my nieces, yeah. my you know, my kids, kids. So Jordan, how many kids does Jordan have? Jordan has two, two okay. boys, uh, Carter and Grayson. And then Taylor. Is Carter the oldest? Carter's the oldest. Yeah, okay. um, it's Carter, and then my two, Braylon, Aaliyah, mm-hmm. Kingston, which is Taylor's. Um, and then we she has another one, Elliot. And then I have Rylan, and then Baby, Baby MJ. MJ. Baby <laughs> I MJ. I love it. My kid's name. I love it. They said Michael Jordan. I was like, well, we can work around that. But MJ's the initials for boy or girl, so MJ stuck. That's the best, man. I'm really grateful you came. I'm I'm happy to be here, man. You you are uh, you're a really good dude, and thank you. Honestly, I really not to put you on a spot, but I'd love to see you step into the head coaching job sometime, or yeah. even get into the college. Full. That's that's the thing that sucks. You 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 get that you would be perfect for it, but now with the four kids, I I couldn't imagine the time like how that would take. Right? Yeah, it, it it's very time consuming, but you know I always look at it from the simplistic part of the job i'm getting paid to be around basketball mm-hmm. like that's the the simplest form that you can think of like that's and my wife's very understanding rachel's been so you know she gets frustrated sometimes sure at, with, the, with the long season how and, long have you guys been together <sighs> 10 years okay so she she knew she knew coach jordan Yes. Or not Coach Short. Coach, Coach Brendan. Brendan. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> I, I got to follow. We get it a lot. <laughs> I'm sorry. You said Michael Jordan. It was in my head. Yeah. Jordan. Um, she she met Coach Brendan. Yes. Yes. Okay. She met me. We met. So it's not like she you met like as a player and then it was like, oh, this time. Mm-hmm. And then, then you became a coach and it was like, dude, 
What's up? Well, she met the um, the transition from Thomas More to NKU. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I was doing some recruiting in Lexington. She was finishing up at UK. Oh. So I got to meet. Gotcha. We got to see each other down there. So, you know, Scott County has a lot. Lex, you know, down there scouting a lot. So, um, yeah, she got to see she got to see college level Coach Brendan. So I love it. Yeah, and then she uh, high school has a little bit more time, but yeah, she's definitely has her frustrated moments, especially now. Going to have four kids, <laughs> so um, but very supportive, very trying to get her trying to get her out of the Highlands. So I did what my dad did. We went into Fort Thomas. Oh, got us a girl, brought her out. <laughs> well, it worked out pretty good for him. Yep, it's working out. It's for working me out as well. for you yeah. as well. Yeah. So, well, Coach Brendan Stowers, uh, Simon Kenton. Pioneer, all-world player at NKU as well. He's a Simon Kitten Hall of Famer. Yep. And soon to be dad of four. Brennan, we really appreciate you being here, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you.